Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on everybody and welcome into commanding the huddle i am your host ryan fowler and it's been a couple weeks since i've last talked to you guys I was on vacation i am back now from the beach i'm ready to talk football ladies and gentlemen we are four days away from washington commanders rookies from first round pick emmanuel forbes corner out of mississippi state all the way through the draft into washington's final selection with seventh rounder edge rusher andre jones out of Louisiana Lafayette. July 21st is the date all these rookies will be reporting to their first training camp in Ashburn. Guys, football is just a few, really, it's a few days away. Games are going to be arriving sooner than later. Really just a little over a month away before we get rocking and rolling seeing these guys finally crack pads and the burgundy and gold in the preseason before obviously we get rolling week one hosting the Arizona Cardinals at FedEx Field. But today we are talking training camp storylines and what I want to see from certain positional battles and guys to compete on either side of the ball and even on special teams as well because we know right now Washington's roster outside of myself and maybe a few others in the industry that obviously have some large expectations for Washington. They're not going to get any respect from anybody until they prove something. And for a roster that has talent on either side of the ball, they don't have the luxury where you sit here right now and say, you know, we're going to, we're going to sit here and expect 10, 11, 12, or more wins heading into 2023. So a lot of guys on either side of the ball are going to have to do a lot of different things and a lot of different facets of the game. Now, this is in 1955 where I'm asking a running back to play linebacker, or I'm asking a corner to play receiver or anything like that. But the depth on this roster that Martin Mayhew and his staff have built specifically in these last few drafts and in the off-seasons as well as free agency and trades, of course, they're getting guys in the building that can help in multiple ways. And that's what you need to build out the core of your roster. And that's what we're going to see the first few days of training camp when the rookies report. And then we get everybody in the building. We start full team practices. We get 11-11, 7-on-7, both in shells and in pads of what guys can do when the bright the lights are brightest. Excuse me. Right? The heat of the summer. This is the last chance for a lot of these rookies specifically and veterans that are brought in the offseason. Your, your Trent Scotts of the world, your Marcus Kemps of the world. How are they going to show up in camp to ultimately earn a roster spot on the final 53? So this is where it starts. So again, we are talking training camp storylines and where it starts for me is Kalik Hudson on the defensive side of the football. And I look at the second and third level of Washington's defense and over these last few years, how hybrid defenders have evolved in Jack Del Rio's defense. Now we know that the linebacker position is one of extreme detail, not just in Washington de- Washington's defense, but at every level of the game and whatever defense you want to pick apart in the NFL. Jamin Davis took steps last year. Cole Holcomb is no longer. Enter Cody Barton from the Seattle Seahawks. But when you look from a depth perspective at the second level, 
Derek Forrest can play hybrid, right? We know that he plays in the box a ton. He can play some high safety for you, that physical downhill athlete. And he's going to be a, a major piece at multiple levels of this defense. But strictly the linebacker position and what you want to classify that as, because really, it's a dying breed. You have all these, you have, a, you have your tweeners, you have your hybrid guys, you have your spinners. You have all these different types of athletes that can play the position at that static linebacker position. But you have to be able to cover. You have to be able to work through gaps. You have to play in the flat areas. You have to do so many things. And that requires an athletic profile. So when I look at a guy like Khalid Hudson that currently sits alongside David Mayo as that second tier of linebackers that were to be on the field if Cody Barton or if Jamin Davis were to miss time, there's an opportunity here for Khalid to really earn some snaps. Fifth rounder, back in the COVID year, out of Michigan. You guys are fans of the pod. You guys have listened to me in past episodes talk about how he's played that jack spot at Michigan, the same spot that Dax Hill played, and even farther back to what Jabril, excuse me, Jabril Peppers played years ago. Guys that can do a lot of things at a variety of depths. You want him to play in the run, you want him to cover a running back or cover a tight end, he can do that. Is he elite at doing that? No. This is why already we're moving into year four and still trying to find an actual role for Cleek Hudson more than him just appearing on special teams. But when I look at his athletic profile, the experience that he has in Washington, the experience with the coaches in Washington, and the relationships that he's developed with players within this defense, within that front four, and the potential of what he can be as a guy that can come in rotationally, but actually earn some snaps, not a guy that's going to play 15 to 20% of the snaps, maybe 30, 35%. Defenses play and live in sub. Meaning it's not just always up strictly 4-3 defense, three linebackers on the field. Sometimes this year you may see just one linebacker on the field. Is that Jamin? Is that Cody? Is that Kalik? Could they just slide down Derek Forrest as a, as a hybrid guy, just the one linebacker, if you will, in the middle of the defense? So that static, that quote-unquote linebacker position really wears so many hats at the core of a defense because that's where it starts. And for Kalik, this could be a make-or-break year for him considering the lack of production that he's had in his first few years in D.C. But I look at him as a football player and spotlight his game and what he can do and what he showed in flashes and what he showed on special teams as a guy that, look, I'm not going to be a core rotational member of the defense. Well, I'm going to earn my snaps on special teams. We've seen that from a guy like Jeremy Reeves become an all-pro special teamer, and then work rotationally on the back end. And in crunch scenarios, do you think Jack Del Rio is shy to put in a guy like Jeremy Reeves in crunch scenarios? No. Now, would you would you rather have, of course, your, your Cam Curls back there and Derek Forrest, and obviously the guys on the outside are going to stay where they are. But with Kalik Hudson, his play in 2023 is going to be so important, not just for his overall career arc, but for really this defense as a whole, because the best defense is in football. Look around the league. It starts in the middle, the lungs, the core, the nucleus of your defense. It starts there. So to have him as that LB3, if you want to, on the depth chart right now, behind Jamin Davis and behind Cody Barton, 
Really, really excited to see Kalik Hudson progress and see how they utilize him when we really get into the thick of things in 11-on-11s and rotation work in training camp. So that's my first storyline. Now I want to jump over to the opposite side of the ball. Guys, the front five. Answers have... We have to find answers to a lot of our questions along the front five in these next these first few days of camp. Who's going to show up? Who's going to come in ready to compete, blow guys off the ball? Because what's good is that the guys are going to line front five and work with the ones. Well, you're going to be aligning against Montez Sweat and Chase Young and Deron Payne and John Allen. So who's going to show up? Or who's going to get bounced out of the club and get embarrassed? So going against that front four, specifically that core three where we're going to have new faces, right? Nick Gates is now in. Chase Rulia is no longer. Chase Rulia is now retired from football, which is crazy to think. Best wishes to him as a man and with his family in his next endeavors. But that's just crazy to think. The arc of, of Chase Rulia and how, really not going to say special as a center here, but he's a damn good center. And when he was on the football field for the Burgundy and Gold, but a lot of new faces. Again, Nick Gates, Sam Cosme's now in at guard. You drafted Ricky Stromberg. Braden Daniels has some tackle guard versatility. Sadiq Charles is now a guard. And Chris Paul is coming into his second year after one start in his rookie season, a kid out of Tulsa. Remember, a seventh-round pick in 2022. This front five, look, right now, it's just a mishmash of bodies. Who's going to compete? Who's going to produce? Because this offense... And specifically, this group has to be better because why? Sam Howell, under center. He is QB1. I don't care if it is Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers in his prime. I don't care if it's Brett Favre, Tom Brady, Fran Tarkenton, Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick. I don't care if you do not have a front five to protect your quarterback, you do not have an offense. So figuring out left to right, right to left, inside out, quickly to get this group meshed as much as possible for protection calls, for schemes with running inside, outside, power, gap, zone, inside zone, outside zone, RPOs, everything, everything that you're looking for along the front five and their duties from center to left tackle to right tackle, and of course the guards. We have to find answers to this group. Because right now I look at this group, and yeah, sure, you can you can slot in a bunch of guys. You could say, yeah, Charles Lano's at left tackle, Andrew Wiley's at right tackle, Sam's probably going to start at right guard, and Nick is probably going to start at center. But you drafted Ricky, and you drafted Braden Daniels, Ricky with a third-round pick, and Braden with the fourth out of Utah, to guys that can come in and should be allowed to compete. We're not in a position right now where we have, Washington, excuse me, has a top five to 10 unit in football. Right now, it looks to be a potentially back end of the league offensive line, if you ask me, because a lot of guys are unproven. Charles Leno, is that a needle mover for you guys? Chris Paul or Sadiq Charles at left guard? Nick Gates coming off a nasty injury. We really haven't seen him that much the last few years. Sam Cosme struggled at right tackle. Let's slide him into right guard. I get it. There's bodies there. Andrew Wiley, I mean, mean, had some really good years in Kansas City. But then again, 
that's just searching for hypotheticals and just throwing stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. This is the most important group of an offensive structure. We talk so much about the sexy positions on the outside. And we're going to be sexy out there again this year with the skill players that we have. You guys know the names. But this front five and how it progresses and how it evolves, knock on wood, hopefully everybody stays healthy as we move through these next few weeks and into camp and towards the preseason. But there are a lot of guys here that deserve opportunities to not just compete with the ones and the twos, but to get starters reps as we work into the preseason and see who ultimately shows up. So offensive line is a massive, massive storyline, potentially the biggest storyline heading into camp. Of course, Sam Howell is going to draw all the cameras, all the spotlight and how he progresses. Of course, we get that. But this front five is just as important to Sam Howell's success and allowing him to stay upright than is the overall structure of this offense. Next storyline, guys. Look, staying on the offensive side of the football, I, I will talk about this group until I'm blue in the face, and it is tight end. And I am interested to see how Eric Bieniemy utilizes the offensive names in training camp. Your Logan Thomases, your John Bates, your Cole Turners. Curtis Hodges is still in the building. We know Armani Rogers is out for 2023 after tearing his Achilles in a non-contact injury, which is extremely unfortunate. But how the enemy utilizes these players and personnel to where sometimes he will run 12 or run 13 with multiple tight ends on the field. And not just utilizing them on the football field as a guy in a jersey or a guy aligned outside of the tackles and just asking him to duo block and outside five tech, but someone that will step up from an aerial perspective. You have to have athletes that are not only going to be a sure set of hands over the middle of the field, but someone that can create as a legitimate weapon in the passing game because they will be a friendly face immediately for Sam Howell. Right now, there, there is just not, it's not close that Logan Thomas is the clear tight end one on this roster. Bottom line, looking at this group before Armani Rogers' injury, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. When I look at Armani's skill set, I was expecting him to challenge Logan Thomas to potentially be the tight end one for this roster from an aerial perspective. Is he someone that's going to block his tail off and just displace 245-pound DNs? No, I'm not asking him to do that. But he was an athletic weapon that changes the math defensively and forces defenses to bring smaller, quicker players on the field to counter you, to counter athletes like that. When I look at Thomas Bates and Turner, bigger guys, John Bates blocks his tail off. We know that. Cole Turner, something he has to work on. But specifically for Thomas and Turner, two T's in this offense at tight end, lots of T's, they have to so you have to be able to be legitimate weapons over that 10 to 15 yard area of the offense for Sam Howell. And it starts in camp. Cole Turner dealt with a concussion last year. Really didn't see much from him coming in from Nevada. I want to see his ability to separate. I want to see his ability to sink his hips. I want to see his ability to find soft zones in coverage. We know Washington these last few years has run a lot of zone because they cannot, co- they could not cover on the outside because they didn't have the athletes to do so a lot. And man, 
They have better athletes on the outside this year. They drafted Emmanuel Forbes. They drafted Quan Martin for a reason. Allowing Jack Del Rio to be multiple in his coverages, which allows him to be even more exotic and unique along the front four. And who is who's he sending? And from where? So when we line up ones, ones are on the field, and potentially it's a Jamin Davis or a Cody Barton, or Khalid Hudson, or you bring down Derek Forrest, or you bring down Cam Curl, and you got a one-on-one opportunity for some of these tight ends, win your matchup. Because someone, somebody, is going to be the starting tight end. Tight end one, tight end two for this offense. But it cannot be a group that's stagnant to where you rely so much upon creating on the outside with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Because... And I don't want to leave out Curtis Samuel, but he's just not in that level right now as a pure receiver, dominant potential receiver like Jahan and Terry are. Curtis just is an ultimate versatile weapon X. Love him in the offense. Like his skill set. I was happy to see him healthy last year. But not going to compare him right now as a pure receiver, separation, hands, everything. Like Jahan and Terry, especially what they showed Jahan in his rookie year, and now we could be in year two. But want to get back on track here. But somebody has to show up. Cannot just rely on the guys on the outside. And I don't want to sit here and just say, ah, Cole Turner, Logan Thomas, big bodies. Yeah, I just throw it up to him in the red zone. Just have him try to head top somebody. Because defenses are going to see that too. Ah, we'll just bracket him on the outside. We'll play press to the linebacker line of scrimmage and force those bigger guys to get off the line of scrimmage. That's fine. Because Logan Thomas, Cole Turner, they're not going to run by anybody. They may have these long, lumbering strides. But they're not someone that can pick them up and put them down extremely quick. So these tight ends, training camp is going to be an excellent test to see the, this group of three, really, against the second level and the hybrid defenders that Washington likes to utilize inside this defense and inside these 11-11s in camp early. This is a massive group for Sam Howell's development. Again, not just short hands but guys that can create an open space. You have to force defenses to cover east to west, north to south. It's 2023. And since football's been around, most points wins. You can have the best defense in the world, but in the, the day, if that defense isn't scoring points for you, for you, excuse me, now Washington's defense may even score some points this year. Probably have some pick sixes, Manuel Forbes, look, <laughs> turn on the Mississippi State film and Kid's a hell of a ball hawk. He may take a couple back this year. I would, would not be shocked if he does. But the offense has got to score the points. And 19 points a game last year, not going to cut it. Most points always wins. And look, there's a big microscope under Sam Howell. We know that. There's only 32 jobs like his in the entire world. What have you done for me lately? That's what it's been. It's always been. That's the NFL mantra. What have you done for me lately? For this tight ends group, it's not much. Right? It's, it's, it's just not much. And talking about Sam, what have you done for me lately? Well, our last game action, complete 11 passes, 19 attempts, really wasn't asked to be that shouldering the workload type of guy. Just take what's given, be a game manager, get your feet wet early. They're going to open it up with Sam Howell this year, guys. Eric B. Enemy is not going to be afraid to test Sam Howell physically and mentally. And that also means he's not afraid to test the guys on the outside. And he's not going to be afraid to test... These tight ends, they have to show up. So that are really the three main storylines for me heading in to training camp. Again, just a few days away 
from the rookies reporting July 21st to Ashburn to their initial debut training camps in Washington. Again, guys, we're just really a little over a month away from real games. I know, look, preseason, some people don't like to watch them, don't know why. You can see the rookies all across the league. We're going to dive in much, much more to this roster really once we see a few days of training camp, a few days of work. I know for myself, I plan on being down in Ashburn for for a couple of practices. Hope to meet you guys there if you are in attendance. But guys, football's right around the corner. Burgundy Gold. I know a lot of you guys are excited. I'm excited for this year. Hope you guys have been checking out the Netflix series um, called Quarterback. Kind of dives into Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota's 2022 seasons. And just looking at Patrick Mahomes and his relationship with Eric Bieniemy and kind of the ins and outs with, of course, Andy Reid and that offense, it just it gets you excited for what Bieniemy and what this entire group, offensively specifically, can be in 2023. It's it, it's a season where the expectations are lifted. It's another new face under center, bright new face in Eric Bieniemy, of course, coming over from this reigning Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Chase Young is back healthy. You drafted Forbes. You drafted Quan Martin. I am interested to see how exactly Quan Martin is deployed. I expect him right away to start at nickel week one. He should live at nickel. That's what he did a lot for Illinois. He played a lot at Illinois, outside, inside, in the box, high. He can do a lot. But him at nickel just provides a unique, alignment, versatile, highly athletic defender that can do so many things for so many hats, can run, not afraid to tackle, flip his hips in coverage, got good ball production, smart kid as well. Ball, uh, just the collegiate production is there, goes down to the senior bowl and competes, was good there. That's the type of guy I want in my defense. So that's another little storyline as well to follow, follow, excuse me, as far as Quan Martin in this defense and how him and Emmanuel compete one-on-one, right? These matchups that we're going to see with, with Terry and Jahan and Curtis. Deami Brown, Dax Milne, Marcus Kemp, Mitchell Tinsley, Kaz Allen. These are the guys we're going to see. Rooting for Kaz to get healthy here soon. But training camp is right here. It's crazy to think that we are sitting here July 17th. As it comes around fast. We're already in the middle of the summer. Already two plus months removed from the draft. But I will have a podcast out for you guys next Monday before training camp. Really get ramped up. Again, July 21st. So this Friday, rookies will be in Ashburn. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. As always, you can leave a like, review, share, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Again, I'll have a podcast out for you guys next Monday. Enjoy your week. Hope your summer is going well, enjoying the warm weather. We got football right around the corner, folks. Hope you guys are getting excited. I know I am. Look forward to taking you guys every single step of the way as we move closer and closer towards 2023 training camp in Ashburn and, of course, preseason and the regular season for the Burgundy and Gold. I'm pumped, guys. I really am. Football, it's been so damn long since we've seen Washington. That really almost dominant, if you will, say, victory over the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field to wrap up the year. I'm ready to see football back again at, in any capacity. Guys cracking pads. A lot of expectations for both this offense and defense this year. And look, we're right around the corner. So again, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in. I am Ryan Fowler, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.